0: They wallow in corruption The Media Project gives you a half hour of commentary and analysis for some veteran journalists sitting around the table. And we hope that you'll join us and share in the thoughts. I'm Rex Smith, your host here with Dr. Alan Shartok, the CEO of Northeast Public Radio. Sir? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good good evening. Whatever time it is. (laughs) We're here with Rosemary Armeo and Judy Patrick. How are you? Good. Where have you been? been?
1: Off and about.
0: Uh huh. That's all. That's uh, all not, I have to say. Not for disclosure. And you have been away too, Judy. That's
1: I have. I was in South Carolina.
0: Uh, I was in South Carolina too. Yeah.
1: Things are a little different down there.
0: Mm, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you oh, been in Savannah, Savannah lately? City. I've not been in Savannah.
2: Oh, Savannah is a great city, uh, except for one thing. Uh huh. They took away the bench. Oh.
3: They did. They did
2: took be- away the bench and they put it in their museum. Uh, wow. What's what the bench? You know? The you benches?
3: See- is Boris Gump? Gump. Yes, it's oh. from the I mean Boris Gump. Gump. sat on the bench. You know that's fake, right? What's fake, Boris Gump? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, not, it's
3: not.
1: Really? It's one of those deep fake videos. Oh, uh, This is what you have to listen
0: to the Media Project folks for. That's what you call insight. Do you know that years ago, 30 years ago, I was interested in becoming the managing editor of the paper in Savannah. The only difficulty was the editor who I would have reported to is named Rexina. And it would have been, <laughs> honest to God, Rex and Rexina. Rexina. Rexina, wouldn't that have been terrible? <laughs> just too cute. Can't do that. So I didn't. And a wonderful guy named Dan got the job. Um.
2: So here we are. But they took away the bench, and I don't (laughs) get that. I don't know why they did that. Now, Rosemary, I didn't mean that I thought the Forest Gump was a real story. (laughs) And we should say
1: Savannah's in Georgia, not South Carolina, because we don't want people. Oh, yeah, no, no, I know. I just
2: thought I'd raise that.
3: But good point, Judy, as always. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good point. We had no segue, did we, from,
0: oh, man. So since we've started (laughs) the program with the light touch, we're going to talk about the Nerd Prom. That is the annual White House Correspondents' Dinner, you know, which is back after two. Two years of being off for COVID You're not a fan of these events, are you, Alan Shartok? No
2: Would you like to explain why? I never went I was never invited And I never went And therefore, why would I be in favor? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, you'd been there, it'd be a whole different story. Right. Maybe. Absolutely. Do you ever go to these things? Uh, I right. did not, and I am also not a fan, but for moral and ethical reasons. Me uh, too. These are not our friends. We are adversaries. I hate that they get together, although I've laughed heartily, uh, especially at Barack Obama, who is expert at giving you know routines. But it's just artificial. I think it's mingling with the enemy, if you will, fraternizing with the, with the enemy. Uh, not a good idea. It gives the impression that we're in cahoots with them.
1: Not a good image for the independent media. You're absolutely right. Definitely right. You know, there were very few good things about the pandemic, but one of them was that they suspended these things. Yes. You know, they always will brag about all the money we raise goes to scholarships or underwrite programs. Well, take a hard look at the finances and see what percentage of the money they raise goes to those things. That's just window dressing.
2: By the way, Judy, local police departments say the same thing. You get a letter saying well you give to our local police department, we give away some of the sum of the money. Some,
0: some money. of the money, yeah. yeah. Most Most of it, however, goes to beverages for uh, journalists in the case of these dinners. Beverages, if you know what I mean. You look concerned, Rosemary. No,
3: no, 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 I'm not. I'm working up an anger about these events. You know, it's filled with stars and people who are no friends to freedom of the press. Kardashians go to it, for heaven's sakes. It's like the Met Gala. It's just
0: inappropriate. And Alan is showing off his shirt that says... First
3: Amendment. The First Amendment
0: undershirt. Let's see, what do I have here? Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh. I have... (laughs) Roller derby, roller derby. Okay, we're all showing our shirts. <laughs> I not don't,
1: don't... that. <laughs> but, so, uh, but, you know, the other thing is reporters go and they like to get their photos taken with the president. I mean, this is not good. And I understand where people come from who say, oh, it's really good to network. Well, I think really good investigative reporters don't need this kind of event to network well. here, here.
3: Anybody like it? Is there anything good to be said about it? I
0: attended it? this once. Oh. I attended the one three years ago, the last one that was held where the comedian was so harsh that they actually apologized. The president of the White House Correspondents Dinner apologized. I'd never been before. They said
3: mean things about the press
0: secretary. Yes, they did. The Who was oh, Mokey, right. he, she mm-hmm. had
3: great eye makeup a lot yeah. through her
0: teeth. Yeah, what was, her, was her name? I can't
3: remember now. She's Sally, going to be governor Sandy. of uh, Arkansas. Oh, yes,
0: yeah. Sarah, 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 Sarah. Huckabee. Huckabee, Huckabee. Huckabee. Huckabee that's it. <laughs> right, Huckleberry. And I attended that one, and it was really weird. Here's what happened. There's a red carpet. And a scene you get your picture taken in front of This is crazy As my wife and I approached (laughs) They diverted us off the red carpet Because we were not famous They didn't want us Little Ah. did they know (laughs) I was was dissed, I tell you And twice I have attended in my life The other one, the Gridiron Dinner in Washington Which is a white tie That is very strange I went to the one where Nancy Reagan got up and sang So tell us, Rex, we were all waiting Yes. Why did you go? Well, it was a phenomenon It was interesting To see and my worked for a company. First, that would always buy tables at these things. Mm-hmm. And so they would look. So we, our Washington correspondent, the Times Union Washington correspondent, when I was the editor of the paper, said he wanted his boss to come to the dinner once, at least, to come to the WHCA dinner. So I thought, well, this is a phenomenon. I should see this. What's odd about this one, which we're talking about, because there are a bunch of these around, is that it's so big that unless you're already a celebrity journalist, if you're on a network newscast, then you get to be up at the front. But for most journalists, you're just just in a crowd of 2600 people it's not good food Yeah, if you got an invitation we probably all would go <laughs> not me i, would not, I would not roselle would make you no
2: she wouldn't as a matter of fact <laughs> as a matter of fact i got an invitation to go to the second obama inauguration and i mm-hmm. turned it down yeah,
0: but that's uh, cold with... This
1: is an indoor event
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is what you think of when you're old, right? And
1: You know, they have something similar at the state level The Legislative Correspondents Association that's here in New York right. State has one And they're having one again Which this year Which is back this year, it but is... it's
0: so much diminished It used to be a black tie event The governor always came There were two events It was so big that there was a dress rehearsal That hundreds of people came to mm. for with basically free tickets And then there was like a $400 uh, person uh, plate dinner And now it's a small event, apparently with little skits, and it's on a Tuesday night instead of on a weekend, so... uh, I want to return to your disclaimer about Who Am I when you went to that. Look,
2: anybody who is here in the room right now could take one look at Rex and say, as we often think when we see somebody, you know, a restaurant say something like... (laughs) I believe that guy Is someone <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's someone I, I think
3: he <laughs> has A crush on you Watch out
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> the bromance Folks watch out Alright this is The Media Project I promise we're going To get to more Substantive <laughs> stuff soon I'm Rex Smith With Alan Chartok Rosemary Mayo, And Judy Patrick And we are grateful That you're with us We need to talk about Partisan filtering Uh, There was a topic that we were going to talk about Last week and didn't get to An experiment that was actually run By some political scientists Who decided that they would do a field experiment With Fox News viewers And they actually paid These viewers to watch CNN for a while Instead for a certain amount of time How much? $15 an hour. They paid them to watch CNN instead of Fox News. And they
2: found... You could get more than that being a wagon boy on Fire Mm -hmm. Island.
3: (laughs) (laughs) First reference.
0: First reference to Fire Island.
3: Any topic he can bring it up.
0: The results were worrisome. The large effect of watching CNN instead of Fox News resulted in the participants' factual perceptions of current events and knowledge being changed because they got better informed. I guess this is probably not a surprise to anybody in this room.
2: I think this has sort of been done before. I mean, I think there has been some people who, you know, watched one or the other for a while, I believe, I remember, are talking about that in are Major historical file here.
0: Well, we have had a research showing that people, this is during the Gulf War, people who watch Fox News knew less than people who watch no the news. One, yeah.
3: I have to say, I find this whole study really full of baloney. You pay somebody to do something and then they tell you what they think you want them to hear. And the test was that after the study was over, they all went back to watching Fox again. They, they didn't stick. I don't really put a whole lot of stock into that study. Mm. Do you?
0: Well, I don't know. If you ask them about events, how How can they be skewing what they're thinking?
3: They're guessing. What does the lib
0: want to hear? (laughs) Ah, ten points less likely to believe that Biden supporters were happy when police officers got shot. Eleven points less likely to say that it's more important for the president to focus on violent protests than coronavirus, 13 points less likely to agree that if Biden were elected, we'll see many more police get shot by Black Lives Matter.
2: Well, as you all know, I am a political scientist by training. Oh, right. (laughs) And he has a Ph.D. Yeah. And and we don't. I was a full professor. So what do you
1: in the trade say about that? Well, I must say,
2: I (laughs) think that this is bufu. I think this is bufu. Every week, a new word. Bufu
0: all right so we move from that to another topic of CNN Uh, (laughs) the implosion of CNN plus I don't quite get it somebody explained to me why we should care that after Warner Brothers Discovery has taken over CNN and right away they have shut down the streaming service CNN plus which by the way Chris Wallace had just signed up to work for why should we care
3: Oh, I am fascinated by this story, Rex. I think it's a huge business story. It's a huge media story. And at a time when the business models of media companies are under scrutiny, there's this huge misstep. The company, CNN, had been facing a sale. It was going to new owners. The new owners apparently had some qualms about this brand-new gigantic project on which millions were spent, on which stars like Chris Wallace were lured away. Uh um, Cornish. Audie Cornish also went over to it and one month in it was not doing well but it still was according to plan they were within the parameters set for whether we're making the mark for success after one year they pulled the plug after one month to huge negative publicity to huge hatred from the people involved they've disrupted thousands of lives really when you consider all the people working behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera damages the brand, the CNN, brand. This does not make them look smart or good or organized. I cannot figure out why they did it. Whether it was a good idea to proceed in the first place, this is something you can ask about. Streaming is very much up in the air right now. The idea of having one service for all the whole entire giant new company that's been put together with the merger makes sense. But they gave the okay. They refused to meet with CNN ahead of time to voice any Aren't of concerns. Aren't they precluded from doing
0: that? That's Security's what they lost. said. Yeah, mm-hmm. that
3: you know, we can't be interfering before we actually take over. But the result was much worse than anything that could have been brought about by a kind of nod in a closed room someplace saying, this isn't gonna fly. You may want to walk it back.
2: Rosemary, while you're at it, would you do me a big favor and explain to our audience what streaming is? Because believe me, not everybody knows.
3: Well, we used to watch broadcasts in one way. you turn on you know, you'd even have to push a rabbit button. ears. Yeah,
0: rabbit ears.
3: <laughs> you'd, you'd watch it on TV and you don't have to do do that anymore you don't have to go to a movie you don't have to turn on a network there are services and they're multiplying they're really hard to keep track of senior citizen groups in Albany hold classes on streaming to kind of inform you of the difference and how Hulu and Peacock and Roku and all of them all work together and you basically are paying for this streaming service through which you get certain programming on your TV direct and you pay individually to each one that's why Netflix is in trouble now they used to consolidate but also all All these streaming services are going off on their own and taking content away from Netflix so that they can't offer as much as they used to. Netflix is losing subscribers. The whole business is in flux right now. So, again, it's not stupid that they wanted to hold this down. Let's wait and see. Let's things clear out, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do. But to start up something and then pull the plug after one month, that's really Bush
1: league. It's I'm panic. sorry.
3: That's something that would happen at a college newspaper, and, and not at CNN. And this comes after a
1: really tough year, 12 months for CNN. I mean, remember, we have the departure of Chris Cuomo and the ethics violations sure. that surrounded that. Then the departure of, of Jeff Zucker, Z- Jeff Zucker, the president, Zucker, right. Mm-hmm. And then his right-hand person. Soon after When they were involved In a romantic relationship And at the same time They've been covering The Russia-Ukraine war Very, very well And adding to its stature In that realm But it just diminishes The brand and their credibility Well, you just said something
2: That I wanted to ask you about And I think you're Uniquely qualified Because you really Are above the fray But when you fire somebody For having a romantic relationship Is that appropriate? Do you think?
1: Yeah, definitely (laughs) Especially in that situation I mean, there were rules Oh, Zucker Zucker, Zucker, it's a violation of the written rules Are you no, more, your... more than that I mean we're, we're not saying <laughs> a, It strongly
3: enough If you're having A relationship With someone else In your organization Then everyone who reports To either one of those people Is involved Are decisions being made Because he's in love with her Or because it's best For the company Do you have an advantage If you disagree With this person And you go to your boss Who's having an affair with her No you're at a disadvantage It's completely unfair Inappropriate And that's why There's written rules Well and there right.
0: are so many Other issues involved as well Because yeah. there was this favor being shown to Andrew Cuomo clearly right. by the woman who was the vice president of CNN and Jeff Zucker was engaged in personally counseling Andrew Cuomo about his troubles so you know, those are the issues I think that should question and the credibility goes. of CNN as opposed to a business deal. I don't know that consumers are going to care much about CNN Plus and that being a black eye on the company. You know, what I think is going to make or break the future of CNN is whether this new service actually does yield the kind of coverage that people want and whether the new owners of CNN follow through with their pledge to return to news coverage and not just aping Fox and just doing uh, well, commentary.
3: You may be be right, except that we're in a business where we've watched how the business model has affected our reception and our viability, despite amazing coverage. If you can't get the word out, you're going to lose business and you're going to be hurt. And I think that's what CNN is facing. Not not that all of this other stuff didn't also hurt their brand, but this is added on to it. This is one thing they should be good at. These are big corporations. To launch a giant new project and then pull it after a month, it's just amateurish.
0: Isn't streaming going to to actually put all media on more of a platform that is if you're streaming CNN or Fox or whatever it's the same thing as getting a WAMC on your computer aren't we coming toward that day when we're all gonna have it's basically one box in the home that we've been talking about if everything is coming you in delivered and delivered that way and you pick and choose you can actually watch Times Union television or you can watch CNN television so you remember like
3: blogs when anybody could have a blog and you could pick and choose what it was and well, what I happened remember that. there were thousands of blogs that had like four viewers or four readers right. because there was too much there was no way to come through and I see that happening with the platforms I mean mm. you now if you want want To see a show, if you want to watch something like Gaslick came
1: out, the new Julia Roberts movie on Netflix. Now, which streaming day. service is yeah. that on? You have, oh. you
3: have yeah. to go to Google to say, How do I watch this? Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
1: And one of the big losers could be the cable services, because why do you need to buy that big package of 200 channels that you never watch? When you really just want to watch one program from a streaming service, though finding the right show on the right streaming service is always you know, difficult.
0: What is also problematic that it appears to be happening is that even the streaming services that provide podcasts are having their first downturn. Spotify, for example, suddenly has lost money, and podcasts have been just going like great guns for so long for what, four years, five years now.
1: You know, poor Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah,
0: poor Joe Rogan. Tell us about poor Joe, <laughs> well, Joe Rogan. Morgan
1: is the premier podcaster on Spotify. And in fact, he's the one who brings in all the money for Spotify. He's the one with the $100 million deal, who's run afoul of especially liberals for some of the things he said in the past. But, you know, that seems to have quieted down. I don't hear so much about Joe anymore.
0: Yeah. Spotify's stock sank to an all time low, missed Wall Street expectations. Investors believe that maybe, according to this analysis that I'm reading, Spotify has hit a sort of a ceiling like Netflix has. Netflix is dropping. And Netflix first- was.
3: Yeah, you know I like to think that the people who run these giant companies are smarter than I am so all this stuff is going on everything that you've mentioned is true so now is the right time to launch a new streaming service no one sat and thought about that no one said we're about to merge there's a whole new company we don't know how they feel about it and oh by the way the whole business is unstable maybe we better hold back at least a couple of weeks Yeah, yeah. Two or three weeks would have made a difference. Well,
2: I agree with you. And what it means is you're smarter than the people who... Well, I'm afraid that's
3: what's shaking out.
2: Please, let me me just finish my sentence. I'm Um, sorry. Okay, which is that you're smarter than the people at CNN are, Mm -hmm. and so was I. I knew that wasn't Going to work You're nodding Very sagaciously I'm just not
1: talking You know I'm just Curious to see What Chris Wallace Is going to do For CNN next In, in Audie Cornish Because they're there They've been Promised jobs mm-hmm. and So mm-hmm. they may Wander over to Regular CNN And let's see What they do
0: Well that'll be Interesting to see It's the Media Project If you have thoughts On any of this Probably smarter Than any of the rest <laughs> Of us Media <laughs> At wamc.org So a little email. Inside
2: baseball You are so right About being smart You need to be smart. I was sitting back in my chair, and David Gostina came up and moved the microphone in front of my face, Mm -hmm. because in radio, you really have to speak into the microphone. I just learned
0: this. I mean, how many years have you been
2: working in radio now? Yeah, I thought if you were out there and you want to know what's really going on, we could tell
0: you. This is it, folks, inside the WAMC newsroom. It's a great thing. (laughs) You all can't hear all that noise that I just heard. So listen, here's another interesting tidbit From last week's show We were reporting that there's new reporting Suggesting local news doesn't really engage people Folks are refusing to pay for local news Even if they are engaged in it Even if they believe that they want to read it Now comes the New York Times Announcing that the guy who is just stepping down As editor of the Times As we talked about last week Dean Bucket Is going to run a service that will produce Investigative reporting in local communities Around the country To make up for the lost investigative reporting That is fading away As newspapers cut back It's a big country And die It is a big country But I wonder if this is actually Going to have any effect The Times wants to hire Dozens of journalists And have them do investigations Around the country I'll tell you why I bring this up. I'm more concerned about the day-to-day coverage that seems to be falling away. Remembering, for example, when I was a young reporter in a little newspaper in northwestern Indiana, and I would cover the school board one day and the county council the next and the county commissioners the next and the city council. There, you actually get the little stories that matter in your community and I think that's what people need to see. That is not something that anybody can replicate other than reporters there on the ground. Right? And that's not going to happen.
2: And right? there's also this other issue, of course, that we all respect the New York Times and think it may be the best newspaper in the world, maybe. But if I'm hearing you correctly, the Times will send a team into every local community. Ex- <laughs> I
1: laugh. Ex- yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> so have you have to go you, to Schenectady yeah. or, or Greenwich, New York. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing Shattachow. that. Shkatechow, Let's Shattachow. Shattachow.
0: Shattachow. <laughs> Yes, we're making fun of the fact that folks won't even know how to pronounce well, it. You know, and, and every
1: local newspaper that's dealt with this knows that when you get a big paper, they'll parachute in, and they'll do a blast, sure. and then they'll, they will they'll parachute out, but then they're gone, and they're not doing the follow-ups. So.
3: On the other hand, if we're hiring a bunch of people and training them with New York Times reporters on how to do investigative reporting, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. There will be more eyes on local communities, even if they're not ferreting out all the stories. If they get one or two, it's more than we're getting right now. And it's really hard to be against this. And I don't put down Dean McKay. He is a fantastic journalist. He's been a great editor, and I hope he does well. But yeah.
1: If I were but younger, be- I'd be joining him. But will people yeah. pay for it? Are the people in Schenectady going to pay money for that investigative report? I think
0: report? they won't have to. I think that's the part of the point yeah. because the Times has 10 million digital subscribers. They have all this money, and I think they're going to use some of it to hire young reporters, especially from underserved communities, and teach them, and then they are going to be turned loose. But the, you know, what concerns <laughs> me is partly it really comes down to who's going to be running the team. As you say, Dean McKay, and who are the editors who will be doing this? Because oftentimes when you have a young reporter who's trying hard to be an investigative journalist you end up with
1: unfairness. You need good editors around
3: young reporters. You we did we editor. did this for years in Eastern Europe when we were teaching people who didn't know anything about a free press how to be journalists. And it was Western editors who set standards, who held them to account, who taught them the ropes to be fair, to be inclusive, to not be snarky in an interview and make yes. sarcastic remarks and to give everyone a chance to respond. And there has been an increase in professionalism in other countries. And there's no reason to expect that it won't happen here.
2: But don't you think that there are real questions here, for example, about the monolithic times being in charge of uh, so much of this? And, Rosemary, when they drop in to a story in Batavia, New York, you better believe that there's been a quadruple uh, homicide. There isn't, by the way. I just want to mention that. That they're going to go where the, the major stories are, no?
3: Of course. And then there's an immediate bias because the New York Times is not going to go to Batavia to do a happy news story. They're going in there to expose graft and corruption. So you're going to immediately have opposition to anything they're doing. But that's great training for a young reporter. I'm sorry. That's how you learn to do it, how how you learn to ask the hard questions and to look at stories people don't want covered.
0: I've been reading a, a wonderful Investigative piece By a young student Just finishing Her master's at Columbia On uncapped wells In mm-hmm. western New wow. York And eastern Pennsylvania mm-hmm. You know There are not Dozens or hundreds or are thousands And thousands Of uncapped wells And the impact On the water supply oh. Has been understated Significantly What's an uncapped well again? Well like oil wells oh, Actually oil wells? Because it, it was in That area Where so much Of the oil exploration Occurred in the Nineteenth and Early twentieth century And those wells As they were pumped dry you know there's a little bit of oil left down there and so they just abandoned the wells and they're not capped and all of this oil then seeps into the groundwater this is a big deal and has anybody ever fallen in it's not falling in, it's contamination. <laughs> it's
3: <laughs> environmental <laughs> pollution on a magnus. That's a great story. You know, yes. I, and
1: I understand that the investigative rep- reporting is very important to hold government accountable. It's a big part of our function. But newspapers, local newspapers have tended to reflect the community as well, and that's what I mourn the loss of, you know, celebrating the weddings, the engagements, the yes. the deaths. Uh, so what will take their place? You know, Facebook is a poor replacement. I find it's very scattered. It doesn't so matter. a
2: lot of communities, don't they, have bulletin boards of some kind on the web in which you learn about the very things you were just mentioning?
0: Yeah, there's that. Are you being condescending now?
3: Part of this, too, is that the communities don't want that the way they used to Judy. I mean, I remember birth announcements were a huge part of my job as a beginning reporter. Now it's like, oh, no, they'll steal my baby. Keep this out. It's private. And we do that with every We don't. Divorces, we don't do. That used to be. That's gossip. I love that that stuff. Yeah. 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 Real estate. How much did they pay for that house? I I loved all that stuff. That is the small town stuff you're talking about that gets people reading newspapers. that's right, and that has not gone away because uh, that, of newspapers that, that, or media. It's gone away because people want privacy now. It was, well, pr- yes oh, and no. no. I've been, I've been know, married
2: yeah. for 51 yeah. years now, and I have to say, every time you know there's a divorce story, I would be able to say, see.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and there are local papers that still do that. We are waiting to get that in. The question is That's the resources. We did it on we, Fire I mean, Island We used right to be now. able to pay somebody to go down and collect mm-hmm. all this information, but it's very time consuming, and so it, it's also a matter of cost. It's expensive. To Retirees go. would do that for nothing, Judy. We could do it if we could still they, get, get it Some papers paper. still do it. My local well, paper does. Well, well
3: yeah, look at well, obituaries. Those are hugely news read, news and newspapers store. have just cut them out. Well, now, no,
0: they're you profitable. Pay, it's uh, become the... And look at
3: what... And you talk about spotty. Look what you get. Now, have you... You yes. Read the obits in the past. Oh. My mother reads them aloud to me every morning now. They're nuts, and you're missing stuff, and it doesn't tell you the cause of death. It yeah. doesn't, it's awful. Did I miss something? Terrible, terrible loss of local journalism. Did I miss when something? We got did, rid of obits.
2: did we expand this program to an hour?
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sadly, we have not, and that means it's time for shut us up, to go. Rosemary. you've been telling uh, me
3: to shut up uh, all day. On the
0: contrary, Rosemary, I have nothing but respect for it's you. It's the Bickersons, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We're so sorry to have to leave you, folks, but you'll be be back next week, we hope, for the Media Project. Alan Shartok, Rosemary Armeo, Judy Patrick, and I'm Rex Smith, with thanks to our producer, David Gustina, and to you for joining us this week. Once again, wasting your time, as they used to say on Car Talk <laughs> at the Media Project. Their policy is an acrobatic thing. The Media Project is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Alan Shartok is CEO of WAMC, Professor Emeritus at the State University of New York, commentator, columnist, and author. Rex Smith is the former editor of the Albany Times Union. Judy Patrick is the Vice President for Editorial Development for the New York Press Association. And Rosemary Armeo is an investigative journalist and adjunct professor at the University at Albany. You can listen to or podcast The Media Project anytime at WAMC.org or just download the WAMC app for your iPhone or Android at the Play Store today. Thanks for listening.